everybody to another episode of on range podcast with warhawk tactical and kelly fence i am mark kelly and as always i'm joined by my co-host and friend rick hawk we are on location in the h minus studio rick is in town we got some stuff going on how's it going buddy man mark it's going great thanks for the invite always great to be back in the h minus studio um being co-located so at some point we'll have to do a video of it but just a lot easier to grab the the audio portion for right now uh since we don't have the proper filming equipment per studios but nobody uh we had a great carby or uh patrol rifle course yesterday so that was good always working with those guys yep um kind of have a little admin day here pick it back up tomorrow and Dude, ATK9 all next week, so busy, busy. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of downtime when you're in town usually, so this no. is going to be nice. We're going to yep. have at least three at least three or four days of downtime, so seven classes in 10 days. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. Um, we still have some spots available for the September 30th event, which yep. is an open enrollment in southwest Ohio at the Mad Duck Training Facility, which we frequent You know, whenever you're in town. Mm-hmm. We try to anyway. Yeah. So there's still some spots open for that. Um, And that's going to kind of go in line with what we're going to talk about today. Uh, We're going to heavily focus on the Project Officer Survival, which is really ramping up. And that's kind of what we're doing this whole week or so. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit before we get going. And we'll talk about some of our uh, partners that are helping out with that. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been doing technically, quote unquote, Project Officer Survival um, for years now. Yeah. I I mean, I'd go back. Hang on. I can... uh, it's funny because we're sitting here co-located. I uh, got the computers going back, right? Because I annotated on the Project Officer Survival page on Warhog.com, kind of all the classes on there. Had to go back and do some digging. So technically, um, 2020 is when we kicked this thing off. Yeah. Right Right in the middle of pandemic, I remember state of South Carolina was open. Boom. Um, pulled the first one off down there, and we've been running running hard ever since. The, the problem with that before was – Never funded, right? So it was right. it was us out there, yeah. you know, um, kind of putting our own time, our own effort in there. And that's great, but we got families to feed and, and, you know, people that we're responsible for taking care of. Yeah. And that doesn't put food on the table. Granted, we, we got a lot of officers trained. Um, but we kind of reached out to Dr. Jason Pickle over there at the Protectors Podcast, who then in turn came up with the Protectors Foundation. Yeah. 501c3. Um, also the great people, you know, Jamie Hatch over there at Spice K9, uh, and Jen and all those guys. So we're partnered with two nonprofits to do project officer survival yeah. kind of in, in a couple different ways. The beauty is what we wanted to do was offer free law enforcement firearm training at no, uh, to low cost to the officers. And again, getting industry partners out there that would support. Yeah. And, you know, we're out there soliciting different companies out there, dude, we have gotten some fantastic support. Yeah. And, and I'm going to throw a couple of those companies out there. Cause I think it's deserving that the, uh, the listeners understand, man, if you're looking for a good hydration drink hoist, yep. right. Hoist has been there, um, pretty close to the, to the startup of this thing. Yeah. Providing drinks to these guys, giving them hydration. And dude, we train in all weather, right? If it's hot out there, Hey, hey guys, we're, we're training, right? Yeah. We're not taking breaks for weather. We're not working around that trying to get them to train as realistic as, as we can. So Hoist has always been great. Uh, Grizzly Targets. Man, oh, y- you talk about all our competitions, all our stuff. Um, we're going to do a slight tweak 
next week when we shoot the Warhawk self eval, yeah. we will do it on Grizzly just to change things up a little bit. Yep. We'll still keep the um, on the patrol rifle. I still think we'll we'll use the paper because there's some important teaching that needs to go on there mm-hmm. that could get missed uh, with using steel. But we'll you know we'll get on there. Um, you know we've got Pelican reached out to us, sent us cooler man. I mean keep them drinks nice and chilly. You know let's look at kind of past people. You know so we had both proper and vertex. Yep. You know event host kind of out there getting stuff going. They outfitted um, officers there now. Prior, if you think, before we had the nonprofit set up, we couldn't really give them any reimbursement back for their stuff. Yeah. And and the beauty is now, all these companies that's donating, they can get a corporate tax-deductible receipt, you know, for either the, the physical money they're putting forward, the items, whatever the case may be. Yeah, merchandise as well. Right. Yeah. You know, so all that stuff, you know, it, we're trying to make it where it's beneficial. We're out there getting these guys training because God knows – They've got a target on their back. They're being, um, I think, thus far as of August, 236 officers shot. Yeah. Um, so, again, we just want to give them better skills. And it's funny because, let's think about it. <laughs> we did a class the other day. And, and one of the words that came up from one of the officers there, 17 plus years as a law enforcement officer. 17, yep. Two different agencies. Two different agencies, right? I have never had a good, solid fundamentals class. And I'm sitting there going, guys, what what are we doing? Yeah. And this is a guy who was authorized and they wanted him carrying Mm -hmm. a rifle with him. Yeah. Provided him with the – I don't know if he he provided it himself. Yeah. He had to provide the rifle. But But they they qualified him and did Mm -hmm. whatever. And then he was out there under their policies, under their guidelines. Yep. And says he had never had a firearm or a basic carbine fundamentals course ever. Yeah. It's amazing. Not a a young – not a new person in law enforcement. No. He's been there a while. No. 17. I think he had 17 plus years, you know. So that's the part that that kills me is – yeah. You know, I just ask, hey, guys, what are we doing? And we've been around, you know, this community enough. And some of the things you're seeing guys do. Yeah. Why aren't these, you know, firearms trainers for these different municipalities catching guys and trying to teach them right? Right. And to me, it's almost like, hey, we checked the block of we're qualified. And then off we go. However we get there doesn't really matter. doesn't matter your gun handling skills. You know, hey, you hit your your paper, your mark, whatever. You pass the test. That, that's Whatever it. that is. Yeah. Go out there yeah. and uh, have that rifle with you. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole premise we're trying to do. Um, now, a couple things I want to – I want to deep dive into the, the corporate portion um, of Project Officers of because I think it's important that we're just not asking for your dollars, right? We're just not asking – uh, for your stuff or your equipment to give to these guys. We want it to be mutually beneficial for everybody. So during a Project Officer Survival event, let's say Company X opts to donate. If you want to make this a marketing event, right? All of our officers agree to be videoed and photographed. Come out there and film content, right? You want to outfit them in your equipment, your clothing, your what product, whatever it is, by all means do it. You want to capture content with that? You can do that. Yeah, and they've done that. They've brought we, out we've, crews. We've done right? it. Right, we've done it numerous times, um, both being clothing companies. Yeah, right. So they both, were yeah. both proper and Vertex opted to do that. Um, 
the one I did out with uh, Cobalt Kinetics. Obviously, Cobalt provided all the rifles, you know, to the students. We had support from Aimpoint, so they were all topped with Aimpoint optics. So, you know, they can scan it that way. But the, to me, the key mark that all these companies have missed is make it a sales event as well. So we're out training individual officers, which is absolutely what we need to do. But these companies on the backside need to have their salespeople, and this is where I don't see a good mesh between most companies of their sales and marketing, reaching out going, hey, where's these other municipalities? Come out to the range, watch your people train, see the equipment they're using, and then, oh, by the way, touchy-feely see yeah. what they've got. And yeah. just, just try to put you know those products in, if you want to say, the, the Lotus Lishens, uh, the Bean Counters, hands so they can make decisions yeah. for their departments. Yeah. And it seems, look, and we've seen that culture where the folks that are coming out to train, you know, sometimes they're remedial type situations. Sometimes they're instructors. They never, you don't see that culture where, Hey, if there's something that we could really benefit by, and this mm-hmm. is law enforcement side of the house, yep. they don't feel like they're able to bring that back to their jurisdiction. Or if they do, it's immediately shut down. Yeah. Um, you know, we can do a better job in the law enforcement community as well. But like you said, if you make this an event where you can see the benefit of possible on the sales, you really believe in your stuff like we really believe in Aimpoint. Mm-hmm. We think you need to be out there selling it because it's a good tool for our folks that we're training yeah. to have. Well, So I'm going to change the word, right? So, yes, it, it's sales, but it's education. Okay. Yeah. All right? It's, it, it's definitely an education well, piece. Well, yeah. it's sales too, right? Because you're trying to draw sales, right. but, it, but it's education. And I'm glad you brought up the Aimpoint piece, right? So again, guys, you can use code Warhog five save you five percent with Aimpoint. Roger that. <laughs> but let's think about it. We were doing a red dot instructor development course, and literally these guys were buying items based off of some gun shop's recommendation, or they were doing it off a of price point. Yeah. And let's be an honest broker. We had, um, I forget the municipality, but literally within half a day. He broke definitely it, before lunch. Yeah, it was definitely before lunch. He broke his hollow sun optic. And again, you're sitting there going, well, the price point and, and they had. So if I recollect correctly, and you can help me with this, I think they were a 40 officer department. So they had purchased 48 optics. So they knew they were getting eight spares for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden, boom, well, now you're down to 47. And that's just from training, right? We, we haven't even got. We hadn't even drawn from the holster yet. Nope. Yeah. So, you know, that right there. And again, it's the, when you go back to Aimpoint, the whole acro enclosed red dot site, right? It's educating the guys. They don't even know the difference between an open emitter and an enclosed red dot. Yeah. So part of that is just helping the community better understand what you got. If you're giving one of these officers a piece of life-saving equipment, especially if the department's buying it, have you truly vetted it, right? And, and you ask these guys. Hey, have you had, I mean, if it were me, I'm going to have as many manufacturers as I can. I'm going to have their products. And we're going to run through the gauntlet. Yeah. And I'm not talking, oh, I shot 10 rounds, right? No. Y- you've got to put it through the ringer. Yep. Um, is it going to take time? Is it going to take money? Y- yeah. I mean, but that's what, that's what, in my opinion, you owe your officers if you're going to outfit them with whatever to undersure, understand that they're getting the best equipment out there. Hmm. and. That's, I think, another part that Project Officers of Avo can help with. How can we help you facilitate potentially? Maybe it's those test items getting to you. 
You know, I mean, there's all kinds of things we can look at doing. Yeah, and and who knows if if there was a price point that was given to them right away, so they knew what parameters they had to use in the in the range guys, uh, the company that they went to had to stay within those parameters. I don't know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like you said, you you really want to get the best thing that you can get. Just don't just get anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was clear that it was it wasn't even normal wear and tear. No. It was less than 100 bullets. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. And it was it was broke. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't like a piece fell off the outside or the button fell off. It was broke. There no, was stuff it, floating around inside the optic. Yeah. And it was all – and here's the thing, right? He didn't drop it. No. I, I will tell you guys straight up. Yeah. Here's what happened. His wedding band. That's right. That's it was right. his wedding band that basically destroyed this optic. Think about it, guys. A wedding band. So that tells me at no point they had done anything. And I think they were taking these things out of the box because we had a zero optics and everything else yeah. that day. Yep. But again, no effort put forth vetting that piece of kit they're going to have those guys carrying. And I wish we had, as much as I am not a fan of being out in the rain when I don't have to, but especially on red dot classes, to me, if it's raining, dude, Shake let, it out. Let yeah. these guys. Yep. It, or or if you're part of that vetting process, I got it, man. Nobody likes to go out in the rain. Get out in the rain. Yeah. Get them optics out there. Lay them pistols out there in the rain because that's what you know these guys might have to do. Yeah. Are they working? Are they not? Do you lose the red dot? I, I don't know. Um, And then kind of the last thing was asking the inevitable question. Hey, man, what happens when you put that red dot? And I'll have to use the word suspect, right? Because my LEOs always give me crap. Why would I point my red dot at a red shirt? Because typically your firearms instructors are wearing the red shirts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now you have to go the suspect's oh, red yeah. shirt, okay. right? Yeah. And they all look at you like you're crazy. Well, we haven't vetted it. We haven't tested it. So we you don't know. know. We don't know. Yeah. Right. So that right there. I mean, I know the answer. Yeah. And I think if you dig in the interweb somewhere, I let the cat out the bag. But <laughs> but you'll have to do your research on that. But still. Why aren't we thinking that? Yeah. Why is Rick posing that question to those guys? And, and that's the part that gets me. So, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we, we enjoy training with our LEOs. Oh, man, they're great. Uh, they're, there's nothing better. But it's just, it's almost, and I, I got to be cautious using this word, but I'll halfway use it. it it's almost criminal. We see what these guys are doing on the range, and you know it's not being corrected or fixed or addressed at their local ranges. Yeah. So, hey guys, do us a favor. Go to warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Make sure you sign up for the newsletters. Check out all of our stuff on there. Training counters. Rick's got some training coming up next month. Stuff still available up to this point. Um, and make sure you check that out. The newsletters, we're not going to give you a bunch of stuff. Mm-mm. We're going to give you everything that we can. And we're getting pretty good at them. Uh, we got a, a distribution company that's uh, helping us out quite a bit getting that stuff out there and it comes out real time too sometimes if you open up those newsletters it might be something that's available to you next week just like the september 30th event Mm -hmm. we got coming up so make sure you check that out Uh, also our industry partners on there you know hoist uh, grizzly steel and we're going to talk about them a little bit more they've been with us since day one yeah since day one so uh with their help we've trained you know a couple hundred over a couple hundred officers under this banner of project officer survival so go check out those two websites and make sure you share like and hit those notification bells leave us a rating on all the audios and videos that we have so getting back to the project officer survival 
nothing's really been out of all the stuff besides we talked about earlier the book really enjoying the fired arms training notebook and getting that into folks hands Mm -hmm. but uh training the officers that was a pretty good pivot almost everything we're doing we're open enrollment Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden stuff started happening and then the atk9 come around so we started getting involved in that that has been a just a joy because these are some great especially the young folks that come Mm -hmm. out to our training it's just been great but we have noticed that we're we're trying to get that buy-in when we're talking about the project officer survival and how it can benefit, you know, the corporate entities that are we're reaching out to. But also some of the stuff we're, we've been a little frustrated where, hey, this stuff can really benefit these folks. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we getting more of a buy-in? And I like to hear your hear your comments on that because that's it's been a little bit of a struggle for me to understand why. It, it's a struggle for me as well. Right. So some companies get it. I'll be straight up honest. Um, so talking to Grizzly, Grizzly didn't quite get it when we were talking. Right. And but when we started laying it out, hey, man, check it out. This is things we can do for you. So it, it's a twofold deal. Right. It's us obviously training the officers in turn for that company. It's them getting exposure to their products. It's them getting the backside right. sales stuff. It's them setting stuff up. Products right? that we believe in, by the way, One, and use. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's getting these guys to the table. And I think what it is, and again, part of it is we're new to figuring out the whole, if you want to say fundraising, work in the nonprofit For stuff, sure. For right? sure. So kind of sending out emails to those companies that we know. Hey, man, here's something for you. I don't know if they're not putting the effort in. I think part, right? I'll be 100% honest with you. I think big tech is shafting us a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So there's companies I'll circle back with. Yeah, we found your email in the junk box. Yeah. Okay. Hell, we've we've been unfollowed. I've found your stuff that we communicate on a daily basis. I found it in the junk. You know, we've been unfollowed. Um, I get more and more people from, especially like the YouTube side. Hey, man, I was following you, not following you. You know, so... That's the frustrating part is you can do your due diligence from your side. What happens on the backside when it goes out? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, granted, some companies have firewalls, filters, stuff like that. I, I get it. But for a regular email, you know, by having, and again, it's titled Project Officer Survival. How does Google identify that as junk mail and dump it into somebody's junk? Yeah, it's one from one private email address to another a lot of times yeah i don't know or, or from a dot com to a dot com right right i don't understand it i could see if i'm running something from skinny gmail okay suspect right hey <laughs> hey hey you've got the princes the african princes 22 gazillion dollars yeah, right yeah i, I got gotcha. i get it yeah product officer survival from a dot com to a dot com yeah I, I mean i don't see why it should be blocked it's definitely an uphill battle it 100 so if you're in the corporate world and you want to help us give law enforcement military free training Mm -hmm. and sometimes nearly free just to be 100% honest, but free training to those great individuals who are out there with a target on their back. Let's, let's be real. Mm -hmm. Then get involved, contact us, take a look at the project officer survival, hear it from us, you know, contact us. We'll reach back out to you. Uh, There's really no reason to do it. We're going to try to make it, as beneficial to you, aside from the fact of the satisfaction of helping giving these young people some really good training. Yeah. Um, and we really believe in it. And the proof's in the pudding. We've talked about that multiple times. Mm-hmm. We've been to St. Louis, 
North Carolina, South Carolina, Ohio, Indiana. So we've been around. You've been up to Michigan, Texas, all these places. So just reach out to us and and get involved. Yeah. At least see what you can do to help us. Even if it's product, it, it'll it all helps. Sure. So anyway, we we were kind of go ahead, buddy. Well, just one note on that too, right? It, and let's just say you've got a company out there that you're just looking to do. You're just looking for a uh, a corporate tax donation, right? That fits your corporate tax strategy. Exactly. Dude, you just want to sit there and donate. Go, hey man, boom. I want to support Miss Pallity X by all means. Right. You know, we, we can do that as well. So don't feel that we're asking, hey, you've got to do all this stuff. Right. If you just wish to donate because, hey, you're looking for a tax deduction, tax break, we're more than open to that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about foundations, too, uh, you know, that are helping us out. We've actually been and we're going to pivot a little bit here. Mm -hmm. We've actually been contacted through folks who are involved with the nonprofit to give us money. It didn't work out, but they were more involved because they like the the canines. Mm -hmm. So there's foundations out there. There's police association foundations. There's foundations like uh, Spike's uh, Canine that helps out with, um, you know, donating things to to the uh, military working dogs, law enforcement working mm -hmm. dogs. But that doesn't mean it can't translate over into the handler either, which that's who we're concerned about. Sure. Yeah. And, and here's the thing. All of it is... You know, we're primarily trying to focus on on the human being side, right? The project officers survival, right? Doesn't mean we can't do canine stuff. Doesn't mean we can't do tactical stuff. We can do whatever people are looking for. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's about getting dollars out there to make things work, yeah. right? Um, but you brought up a good point, like the the police foundations. Those different police foundations, the way I understand it, have the flexibility to support the officers. However, right. So let's just say you had. Police Foundation X, and they said, hey, we've got a pot of money that we want to put towards Project Officer Survival. Boom. It, too easy. Yep. And then, again, I'm not super savvy on the whole 501c3, but basically funds from one 501c3, 501c3 to another 501c3. You guys can figure all that magical yeah. stuff. We'll give you uh, Jason's POC and all that stuff. But, yeah, that's the way to work it. But we just want to make sure these guys have the proper training. Yeah. Um, and, again – just talking to some other officers around the country. Some, again, 50 great states out there, 50 different rules, what they can do, what they can't. Some are bound by uh, different rules where you've got to have whatever state certification in order to instruct. Some care, some don't. But at the end of the day, that's at their level. And this is where the potential comes in that that foundation could sit there and go, hey, we want to sit there and train these guys, but we're doing it off-site. Right, so we're not doing it at Municipality X's range. We've yeah. got a separate facility we can do business. Because we've done both. We've done it on municipalities' yep. ranges, and we've done off. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and part of that is just working around whatever we have to to yeah. get these guys training. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's some responsibility there, too. I mean, these officers, you know, if they come to you, and here I'm speaking to you directly to the, you officers as well, uh, military folks, go to your command. Go mm -hmm. to say, hey, look, there's this thing I think it would be beneficial for us, mm -hmm. and bring it to them. And if they have questions, they can certainly reach back out to us directly, and we'll answer all their questions. Uh, we, we get it. There's things that you have to go through. We've been paid by some of these municipalities, mm -hmm. so we know there's things that we need to do sure. to make it um, within their charter and their policy. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. But we haven't had an incidents where we couldn't make it work. No. Yeah. no we've made everything work, but we haven't – like the whole – this – this foundation piece, yeah, that's a new one, right? So that just opened up here recently from some other officers going, hey, I know we can never get you here because of whatever 
rules we have. However, this is where these guys are smart. If we were to reach out to the foundation, then they could potentially, we can almost work it in a, and I don't want to use the word backdoor because there's nothing real backdoor about it, but we can use it via the foundation to support and get these guys the training they need. And these officers who are dealing in that world where they're, you know, acquiring training, acquiring equipment, they, they know, Mm -hmm. they know, we just need you guys to help us and and come forward and get involved. So yeah, big, big time, uh, big time benefit for everybody is what we're really striving towards because the training, the proof's in the pudding Mm -hmm. and uh, we really believe in it. So super excited about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And and one point I wanted to add on Mark, you know, with, with the incorporation of the one and only the firearm training notebook. Yes, sir. Into the courses. We've seen where officers now are understanding the importance of actually going to the range and collecting data, yep. just not I passed my call, I failed my call, right? Understanding from a life-saving standpoint, hey, if I have to draw my pistol out, how long is it going to take me? How can I improve that? How long is it going to take me from a low-ready position to employ my patrol rifle to get a shot off? Oh, on a three-inch dot because we, right. we we make things a little, <laughs> a little more difficult, right? But For just, sure. But just to get them to that point. And how they can build skill sets. So, hey, when they're done physically training with us, they go back home. They can continue to train and continue to enhance their survivability. God forbid they're having that deadly force encounter. They're coming home to their family. Yeah. So Yeah. And, you know, we have the Patreon group. If you go to uh, www.patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast, we talk about it all the time. And these folks are starting to come back saying their times, their data, mm-hmm. and what they're doing to improve it. And they share their stories. And they are definitely, not only are they seeing the progression, they are progressing. Yeah. For sure. And they're getting better. And when we say, you know, how long can you come out and hit, put that shot on a three-inch dot, you're not going to make many of those if you don't have a side picture. Mm-hmm. So this whole, you know, point shooting and all this other stuff you hear out there, you know, double tapping all these these range things that we see out there, that's not what we're dealing with. No. No, we're dealing with really good, accurate, picking up a side picture mm-hmm. and putting shots on target, three-inch yeah. dots. Yeah. And we you know, we had it uh, this week in training already where we had someone who had never been to a training, and that was someone who'd been on the department for 17 years. Mm-hmm. We had another couple uh, folks who were out there who had never been in uh, – had a rifle in their hands until yesterday yep. or the day before, whatever it was. Yep. And they went out, and they were able to do – controlled pairs mm-hmm. two shots from the low ready mm-hmm. on a three inch dot under two and a half seconds mm-hmm. and they never done it before yeah and here's two different platforms oh yeah unbelievable yeah and and you you sit there and you ask yourself if you're a trainer or you're someone who's working in the law enforcement or military uh, arena or agency how many of my folks can do that mm-hmm. just ask yourself and be honest maybe it's a lot yeah to me i think that's pretty impressive for someone who's never done it before I totally agree yeah but here's the other part are you, as the firearms instructor, and I'm asking those of you out there potentially listening to the show or getting it past you, are you actually using a pro timer to see where your guys are at? Or are you just arbitrarily letting them shoot some bullets, hey, shoot the qual, and then you're good? Yeah. I, I don't know. That, that's a great point, Rick. You always have some good points, but that's a great <laughs> point. You know, think about that for a second. Is it worse... If you're asking, if you're the instructor, or if you're someone out there who's responsible for training, and you're one of these folks who are carrying around a rifle, and you're both of those, mm-hmm. 
I, is it worse to not be able to hit that part time, or is it worse to not even know what your time is? It's worse not to know. Absolutely, because totally the, agree. Right. So it it's like the guy that that calls me asking me about training, right? And then he's looking for something in air quotes here more tactical, right. and I just, I just ask the question. Hey, seven meters, draw the first shot, Ipsy style target, A zone hit. What's your time? I don't know, but I'm fast. <laughs> right, Roger that, buddy. Roger that. You, yeah. you go on with your I love bat- the confidence. Right. Yeah, I, I dig it. Right. Yeah, mom. So, so go find some other tactical course you're looking for, right? Not even quite sure what he's looking for, but you can't give me any data yeah. on your own personal skills. Yeah. So I would rather have the guy that pick whatever time you want. I don't care. If he can't make the mark, Cool. At least he has a mark, and we've got a place to start. It's the guy that goes, no, man. I, I don't know, but I'm fast. That, that, to me, is the more dangerous. I agree. Because how are you ever going to get better? Yeah. yeah what so, is fast? Yeah. You don't even know what fast I, is. It, and again, fast isn't a word I like to use. No. I like to use the word efficient, right? Yep. If someone is efficient with their firearm, speed will be a byproduct. Yeah. It, it will be a byproduct. Yeah. But if you're adding movement in there, if you're having all these added steps to have inefficiency, dude, you can be fast, I guess, maybe. But dude, it, think about if you just clean up all that efficiency. Yeah. If you're that much more efficient, speed to me is a byproduct. Yeah. It's no different so. in your fitness program. A byproduct of being fit is looking good. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, it's that other stuff that makes that happen. Yeah. It's the same. It's no different than this. And, you know, the thing is, is you could, if you're vetting, uh, an instructor, and there's a lot of good instructors out there. Mm-hmm. You're vetting one, and if you ask them that same question, hey, what's your draw to first shot? And they don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. I don't understand that. So, yeah, I, I agree. The, the firearms training notebook has been a big piece to it. Um, you can go to Amazon.com and just type in the firearms training notebook or Rick Hogg or Mark Kelly. It'll pop right up. Mm-hmm. Go get yourself one. Go get yourself one and, and tell us what you think. Yeah. You know, and, and give it a fair shake. Give yeah. it a fair shake. Yeah. Put your data in there and run that same drill. Make tweaks to your own drill. It's it's your book. It's mm-hmm. yours. It's your own evaluation and, and see what you think. Yeah. But I agree. If you don't even know the data for yourself, mm-hmm. how, how are you even uh, relaying this to your students and how are they practicing at home? Sure. And, and here's the thing, Mark. We're seeing it right from the get-go, right? We come out the gate. Most of you guys have, have probably figured out our training program that we're doing, yeah. right? Um, we give them a quick little mindset talk because we need some things to change how they're how they're treating the range uh quick four rules of firearm safety which i'm going to be an honest broker i'm actually shocked at some of these armed professionals don't know them or can't get them verbatim right uh, yeah or, or at least some form fashion thereof right that's a whole nother thing but we shoot the warhog self-eval some people might dub it a cold drill we just dub it performance on demand yeah from that performance on demand we pull 12 pieces of data and then throughout the day, we've got a natural building block progression that we do. And after we're doing a drill, they're getting another performance on demand. And we can watch as the day goes because we're always referring back mm-hmm. to that initial, hey, what was your initial self-eval? Dude, we watched the times come down. Yeah. Come down. Come down. And you're seeing that, that skill set getting better. That's the whole point. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these guys are going, look at, I'm like, guys, minimal amount of training. Right? We've done oh, yeah. minimal. Yeah. 
And I think the first time, not to interrupt you, but yeah. the first time we, we brought that up and you, it was in one of your classes, it was after the second data collection. Mm-hmm. So we had the eval mm-hmm. and then we had another piece of data that we collected mm-hmm. that they were able to see from the eval that they could compare it to. Mm-hmm. And it come down, what, it was, it was a quarter second, half second for yeah. the one in, uh, example? Yeah. 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 We had shot maybe, maybe 60 bullets. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. On, on a harder target. Yeah. Right? Smaller target, right? Exactly. But, three because, now. Because the self eval shot on a four by six yep. and a three by five card. Yep. Now you take them to a three inch dot. And they were right. actually went back in distance, I think. If the, or was they they're both no, seven yards? They were both the seven. Yeah, yep. both seven meters. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. But we greatly reduced the target size. And I mean, we saw it. He dropped freaking a half a second. Yeah. A half a second. Yeah. Just by cleaning up because. The self-eval, or performance on demand, however you want to look at it, is with no instruction. No. A little bit of instruction. Yep. A little bit of dry fire, and then some live fire. And then it's like, right back to performance on demand, boom. Dude. And and the smiles and the light bulbs going off, you can just see it. Yeah. You can see it. Yep. Gosh. And the value of that, the value of that is going to make them want to see what they did the next time, which will keep them going Mm -hmm. to training. Yep. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then having themselves run their own, mm-hmm. you know, work on that whole dry fire process. Yeah. That, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Don't, for anyone out there that's in law enforcement, do not rely on your agency to give you the training you need because yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah. You have to put the work in on the backside. Yep. Doing that dry fire training. Yeah. You know, if your agency offers you 50 rounds a month, you better be getting those 50 rounds a month. Right. And then, oh, by the way, having a plan via your training notebook to go, here's what I'm doing with every single one of those bullets. You yeah. can plan it out. And then boom. Yeah, because, you know, another great point today uh, from Rick, but that's a great that's a great point too. We're not just bashing uh, training staffs and instructors because Mm-mm. this individually really boils down to your responsibility. Yeah. It really does. Yep. It's a math problem for the folks who are in these larger agencies especially. It's a math problem. You only mm-hmm. have so many days and you have so many uh, – days available for you for this particular piece of training. Yep. I I agree. It's not just you. And here's another thing. Is it a training problem or is it an individual problem that these folks aren't rattling off those four rules of firearm safety? It's debatable. I think training is heavily responsible for that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. However, as an armed professional. Yes. You know, again, I can't stress enough. I, I can put a ton of burden on the training staff. Sure. And, and I do. Yep. However, if you're carrying a firearm for a living and you don't know them, yeah, th- there, there's some responsibility both ways, right? Well, so, I may not know what they say, Rick, but, uh, you know, I still follow them. I never point my gun. You know, okay, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. I got you. But do you really know them? No. 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 That's an easy way to say it. Yeah. But 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 here here's the beauty. Page in, in our unnumbered oh, in our unnumbered I page book. <laughs> we have got to put numbers on these pages. Yeah, we're going to have to tweak that yeah. at least for the first little bit, right? Um, but dude, there's the four rules of firearm safety in there. Yeah, and yeah. and I mean, if nothing else, if you don't know them, just review them. Yeah, just review them. The value so. of that book, just for that, the eval, and just you know, giving someone the ability to track their stuff mm-hmm. in any way they want to do it. Yeah. We had them say, hey, how do I do it? You know what? 
how do I annotate it? How do I write this down? You can do it any way that's going to work for you that you're going to be able to work with it. Mm-hmm. Save as many pages as you can. I mean, at some sure. point you're going to run out, but yeah. the best way for you to handle that, if you yep. put a date on it, it's one line, put a date on it the next day. Yep. But it was, it, and you know what? We didn't initially do that. We weren't catch, uh, collecting that extra data at the end, mm-hmm. but now we've really incorporated it. It's a major piece, and that's probably where the performance on demand, you know, performance pistol came from, because that's really what this is all it, about. It, and that's where it did yeah. come from. We are we are going through the skills. We are going through the fundamentals. But really, the big piece of that is coming out knowing that I can train, I can plan my training, and mm-hmm. I can track my training and see myself improving. Oh yeah, one percent better every day. Every day, and it, it's 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 something. It's a light switch that goes off. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Yep, I can do it. Yep, yeah. So anyway, great show. Yeah, buddy. In the H-minus studios. Uh, again, folks, make sure you go to warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Sign up for those newsletters. Sign up for those newsletters. I can't say it enough. Share this content. Get in there. Do a rating review. It does help. Mm-hmm. It does help our reach. It helps yes, it, it get recommended. Um, we're already against the eight ball when it comes to the reach that we're going to get from our friends at social media. But... These audio shows, they, they get some pretty decent reach. Yeah. They really do. And so do the videos on, on the Roku channels and the Fire TV. Uh, we don't have a video for this one, but we'll, we'll get that piece worked out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, here's the thing, guys. We wanted to get something out to you. Uh, but at the end of the day, here's the thing. Go to whatever platform you're listening yep. to. Trust me, we read all the comments. Let me know. <laughs> let, let us know. I love the comments, yeah. man. <laughs> you know, but let us know. Hey, video. Yep. Or audio, or both. Yeah, you know something that'll yep. just give us a heads up, and if we see a, a sweeping, you know, video, hey, we know. All right, we'll start double dipping the shows. But hey, trying something a little different. Yeah, co-located here at the H minus Lounge. <laughs> it's like, hey, bam, let's get a show out. Yeah, super easy, super easy. Yeah. So, anyway, thanks everyone. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining the studio, Rick. Yeah, buddy, my yeah. pleasure. You're going to be here for several days, so it's going to be great. We're going to have some content going out there. A lot yep. of stuff going out on social this week, just by the the fact that we got things going on mm-hmm. and we can collect it. So yeah, so super easy. So thanks, Rick. Yeah, Let's buddy. do it again. Everybody, right. be safe. Rick's going to go ahead and close it out in the traditional got, way. There you go. You guys train hard, stay safe, and we'll see you on the range. Roger that. Thank you.